0: radio for a really great future we're talking real money
1: hi there welcome to talking real money i'm don mcdonald tom's over there even though hey. you can't see him because this is an audio podcast today oh. tomorrow we'll do video I look, so
2: nice. I look so nice i look so nice today too I know. Right.
1: but today's just audio we're just gonna talk okay. you we'll yep. talk you listen if you want you don't have to it's a podcast you can do whatever the heck you want it's a free country
2: <laughs>
1: but today we want to say yeah, used to be anyway. Today we want to talk about the um, brokers and insurance agents and people who hold themselves out to be financial advisors and the uh, the fact that they should be grateful it is a free country. For them it's free <laughs> to really pretty much lie to you about a product that we take to task regularly but We have to address it right now because it is a giant elephant sitting in the middle of the financial room because the stock market has misbehaved of late. And what does it, what happens when the stock market misbehaves? Everybody wants the
2: guarantee, Don, but listen to this headline. Listen to this headline. In uncertain times, do annuities make sense? Now, remind me the last time that times were not uncertain, that – the future was, well, it's headed up and it will continue. No,
1: no. Every time is
2: uncertain. Come on. I mean. There
1: is no such thing as future certainty. There I is know. future uh, comfort because you're we guessing all it's going to be so. better.
2: Yeah. We all want to think that, that I'm on a straight line and it's heading up and to the right. But so, so ridiculous. What, so what's happening? What, well, what, what is
1: happening with investors? What are they doing? Well, I
2: mean, so what's happening is guess what? Uh, people are buying and literally like hotcakes. Listen to these numbers; it's the greatest sales binge ever, thanks to the market of various, and they call them registered index-linked annuities. That takes in like a lot of these equity index annuities, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what? Two hundred eighty-eight billion is the estimate for annuity sales this year. That will be the greatest amount ever, eclipsing the. Troubling year two thousand and eight. Now, if you're old enough to remember how of difficult we are, was that was that like fourteen years? Is that true? Fourteen yeah. years yeah. ago, I was mm-hmm. when I was like, wow, that went by fast. Anyway, uh, and why are people buying these type of annuities like hotcakes? Well, at oh. least one. Oh, I know honest. why.
1: I know why. Yeah, yeah. They, one th- advisor have to say.
2: Well, one advisor's not enough to say it's a fear trade, you know, um, fear trade. Right. I mean, not not a fair trade, a fear trade, Uh, Mm -hmm. because people want to think their money's never going to move around much, but they're going to make money on their money, but it's never going to go down. And that's why they're buying these, well, we call them equity index annuities, but they fall under many, many names, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so these are viewed as an investment and also some sort of some sort of quasi-pension plan, right? I'm going to get a guaranteed uh, payout and I'm not going to have to worry about the market. I'm going to be insulated from its volatility. But again, the same advisor points out correctly, Don, <laughs> there's no free lunch. Uh, and then also points out later, and this is where we're in a complete agreement. These are from a couple of industry uh, magazines, by the way. So if you haven't seen these, articles that's why um this advisor who should get a lot of praise says long term i think the math is in favor of a diversified portfolio of bonds equities and real estate but for some people they can't stomach it
1: but if he was totally honest he would say he would say yeah but then he would add and yet, these these indexed annuity products are a great way for me to make a lot of money off my clients right away, instead of waiting for years well, no, to this make guy it doesn't sell them. Oh, this okay. Guy he's not them. a seller guy. So they. Well, then, no the wonder he's honest. Yeah, he he doesn't.
2: He it's
1: doesn't, the people who sell things. them who lie and and blatantly obfuscate. As a matter of fact, recently, uh, here in my little Florida town, a couple of very well respected highly religious couple you know she's a singer and they're starting their own insurance company and they're going to specialize in these very safe annuities that give you the return to the market and they put up a chart a chart that came from a particular insurance company that i looked up and i've seen this chart at some of the uh the uh the the the, the munch and learns you know the, uh, oh this, free is steak the, dinners. this is
2: the this is the yeah, how you would have done versus the S. S&P right, S&P 500. So they, by show the way, you they this don't include 20... dividends either, right. by the way, ever.
1: They show um, you this twenty year chart from two thousand eight through two thousand eighteen. Conveniently they show you two thousand eight through two thousand eighteen. Uh September. I'm sorry, two two thousand or nineteen ninety-eight through two thousand eighteen, which gives so you the, the lost yep. decade in there. Gives yep. you the lost mm-hmm. decade. But they show you a chart of what they say is the S P five hundred. And they show the growth of $100,000 over that time. And they show that their indexed annuity over 20 years with no risk of downturns at all ended up after 20 years making their clients more money than that scary S&P 500. However, their chart is horribly misleading. Horribly misleading. You see the two lines, and they write, but the S and P five hundred is all over the place. When they get to the same, oh, it's the same point, but the index annuity is a little higher. Why? Because they didn't. They only used the actual number of the S and P five hundred, not the effects of dividends and the compounding and, and the of way,
2: dividends. It's not a fair comparison. Even that aside, oh, because no. you're think about how much. I mean, the risk. It, setting all that aside for a moment, again, why are people buying $300 billion worth of equity index or uh, index link, whatever term you want to use? Why are they buying them? Well, they're buying them. You're buying them because you're scared. You're scared right now because, as Don just said, the markets have had, you know, a difficult time lately. That means I want I want that certainty. It's making me nervous. Right? You're scared. Number right. two, you hear that word that just you just said. It's never going to go down, and I'm getting a return of the. Re, they still say the returns of the market of the market,
1: right? Which outrageous. is so misleading.
2: Yes, that is misleading. But here's the other one. Here's the other reason they're selling like hotcakes because they're selling them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, not very many people call you and sell you an index fund, right? Because well, there's not a lot of money in that. Guess what? For these as we've tried to point out over the years, the the person selling a $100,000 equity index annuity could make, you know, what? $8,000. I mean, 8,000, 9,000,
1: whatever it is, $10,000 yeah.
2: in an afternoon of work. I mean, that's a lot of money. And, and that,
1: their yeah. regulatory agencies allow them allow them to actually lie they're allowed to lie there is no there's there's no recourse against an insurance agent who says in an event this will give you the return of the stock market with no risk when the reality is this will give you a portion of the return of the stock market and that portion is not much better than you're going to make on bonds oh and by the way don't ask them what the commission is because they'll also lie about that oh you don't pay me a commission. The insurance company pays me for selling these.
2: Always my favorite. Um, so, again, but you're listening right now and you're saying, yeah, but we're in a bear market. I don't want my portfolio to be down 20%. Well, first of all, how many of you have 100% equity portfolios? Not many.
1: Um, but And how but, many of those are 100% in the S&P 500? Yeah.
2: Thank you, because the global portfolio is down about 12% year to date. Setting all that aside just for a moment, let's just assume there is a product that gets you the return of the market with no risk. Well, I'm going to take that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I want certainty in my life. Oh, I want to drive down wait, the road and wait. not be nervous. Are
1: you trying to use common sense again?
2: <laughs> I hate that. Right? Would yeah, but you still. <laughs>
1: stop trying to be sensible?
2: It's those people that say, "Well, I just want—I put in a thing that makes me an easy six percent a year with no risk." And I think if that—if there were such a thing, there would be no stock market because well, we give all our clients money to them too. Because just give me that six percent, I'm guaranteed. It doesn't exist, uh, and so this is uh, this is you listening, you buying, that you know, wants the cake and eating it too. There is no product like that. There is no wealth without risk. You have to accept volatility. You accept risk, and we'll talk more about this in an upcoming program. You accept risk tomorrow's. in your regular life. Yeah, in tomorrow's program, in many ways, every single day that you don't acknowledge. So risk exists and do you have to live with it? Yes. Is there some uncertainty that's attached to investing in stocks and bonds? Absolutely. That's created the, 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 the growth. That's where the, the, the rise comes in value. So these are these truly, and I'll say it. These are truly awful products. They are completely misleading. They are and they're gonna say they're free by the way too, which is also oh, nonsense yeah. because we've pulled them apart enough to know that they they're making a lot of money on this in a variety of ways. As a matter of fact, if you'd, you'd like to either. know
1: if you'd like to know about what they make, approximately what they make, ask them what the year one surrender charge is. That is a good, not maybe not exactly. It's within one or two percent of the actual commission that they are paid. So if you see a ten percent or a nine percent surrender charge, odds are pretty good that that's about how much you're paying in fees.
2: So my it's suggestion here, my yeah. suggestion here is number one, if anybody who claims they're fiduciary sells you this, they can't be a fiduciary because they're collecting commission. How can you do that? Number two, don't believe the silly claims that are made uh, because when you read in, Don wrote an article on this a few years ago. When you actually pull all these apart, they are not at all creating the growth that they promise over the, they're not getting you mark, stock market-like returns with no risk. That is utter and complete nonsense. So stay away. And insurance As agents,
1: they say, back off in the old country, that's malarkey. That's yes, a bunch of malarkey.
2: We can say that, so sure.
1: We can say malarkey. I, I will come right out and say these people are dishonest. I believe them to be dishonest. I, I truly believe you cannot honestly and responsibly sell anyone, anywhere, this product without telling them that the actual returns will be far lower than the stock market has provided in the past, and that I'm making a hell of a lot of money. I hate that they don't have to disclose their commissions. I hate that. Everybody else in the financial industry has to disclose this. They don't disclose it. It's nowhere in the disclosure documents
2: transparency is important in all things, horrible industry in horrible finances. industry
1: yeah. the insurance industry is so badly so badly regulated it is so that the odds are stacked against you as a client and they like it that way got a question for you tom this yes. was sent into talking real okay and it, it is about a gentleman who claims to have a financial mess uh-oh Hey Tom and Don, love the show as I listen to it daily. Need help with the mess I've created for myself. I've been a good saver. Currently I have an extra $6,000 a month that I've been putting in the market after accounting for 401k and backdoor IRA contributions during my life. But I've also made a little bit of a mess with my personal finances of late. I'm 43 years old, married, two kids. I have always saved money. But it has not been building – not been saving money the way – but I have not been saving money the way I should. Okay, there, I got it. In the past, I put a lot of money in cash.
2: okay, yeah.
1: I've been putting a lot of money in cash because I was fearful of of losing it as I was building it up around the middle of 2021. (laughs) Let's see,
2: some one year ago. Oh, this is so
1: typical, yeah. Around the middle of 2021, I – And I'm going to add this one word. I finally started loading up in the stock market. I decided to put all my chips in the market in 2021, finally. Yeah. Every week I put money in the market through my 401k, then my brokerage account the next week. I was investing every week in the market. And then? As you know, the market has plummeted. I've literally been buying high Since I started heavily investing in June of last year, everything I've invested is down considerably. Most of my money is in index funds, but I do have some blue chip growth funds and some small and medium tech phones that I invest in that have been absolutely brutalized. I'm having buyer's remorse. (laughs) But I'm not looking at my account online because I don't want to make the same mistake I've made in the past when I've tried to time the market. Being I bought in high and I'm struggling with continuing to invest in the market weekly, I still have a lot of cash that I can put to work for me, but I'm hesitant. My biggest issue is the fact that I put a large amount of cash in the market and it's now down over 35% in the last month. Nine months, I'm sorry. But I'm really, 35%? Must all I'm really be struggling in uh, tech with or something? Yeah. <laughs> or Bitcoin? <laughs> oh, sure. Russ, 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 what Russ, is, Russ. What's the Russ, question?
2: Russ. What's the question? Should I I'm sell struggling everything?
1: with buyer's remorse. Any help okay, would worse. be appreciated. He wants to know what he should do now. And, buyer's remorse. You know, remorse. Russ. You know, Russ. You yeah. know what you should do now. You're basically you you you're arguing with yourself over what's right and what's emotionally stupid
2: buyer's Am remorse I right? I mean, you could ask any person who got into a relationship with me if they don't have buyer's remorse after about six months of our relationship everybody has buyer's remorse over something in their life right i mean that comes with anybody.
1: well and and that is that isn't even joke, the point the point is the point is no, you, the point, you've been no. you've been doing it so so badly for so long you've been making all the mistakes in the book and now all of a sudden you want to make the same mistake again
2: and if you
1: have did cash, you learn nothing
2: you, wouldn't you want to buy after something's gone? I, but Frankly, I wish I had cash today because I love to buy stuff on sale. Uh, okay, number one, you're 43 years old. It's not like you're 83. It's not like you're living off the money for some long period of time. So anything that's happened in the last year, who cares? Um, number two, Don correctly points out, you're having this internal debate, this internal struggle, like, well, did I make a good decision? Yeah. You made a great decision. Now I don't know all the things you're invested in because if you're down 35%, my friend, I'd have to look at the portfolio to see what you're in. That's down that way. Because I don't, I am not aware of very many assets. Well, okay. Yeah. Bitcoin, um, at all are down more than that. But at any rate, If you're properly diversified using index funds the way you said, you're doing exactly the right. You should be throwing all that money, keep throwing it in there. What's gonna happen? Well, over time, you're gonna be buying during a downturn, which is exactly what you wanna do. Buy low, sell high. So you're overthinking this. We know, by the way, we've said this before. It's readily public information. Those people that sell now end up with less money. You just do. You're selling low, and then when are you going to buy back in, or are you going to buy back? You just end up with less. So, no, this is not a time to sell. I'm sorry you're having this internal struggle with yourself, but put your big boy pants on and uh, get back to it, is my take. Wow. He's far more. Why did my mic suddenly
1: change? This is really weird. No,
2: It sounds fine.
1: All right, well, then that's good. We're going to go with that. Um, Here's the thing. Why, 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 why are you thinking about doing something now when you know from years past that you're waiting? You waiting was detrimental to you. You waited and you waited for a, a decade. And then you finally go, oh, great, the market's been way up. I better get in. Now that it's gone way down, you think you might want to get out? You got cash sitting around? If I had any cash sitting around right now, any extra cash that I hadn't already invested, I would dump it into the market. But the first thing you need to do, Russ, is listen to tomorrow's episode, but go take our risk quiz, determine your risk tolerance, build the right portfolio, quit trying to pick the hot stuff, give it up forever. Just diversify.
2: I think that's exactly right. You should know what your stock-to-bond ratio should be. And it should be very aggressive in your early 40s. Once you've established that, crises come along, wars come along, whatever, all of it comes along, it does not matter to you. You have a plan. People that sort of go willy-nilly one way or the other, depending on which way the wind is blowing, again, that will be painful to your overall holdings when when it is important in 20 years that you've grown the money rather than sitting on the sideline waiting for something Waiting for uncertain times to go away. <laughs> I still love that. Yeah, uncertain, uncertain times. Times are always uncertain. Get over it.
1: And <laughs> give us times. a call at 855-935-TALK, 855 935 And we'll try and help you with your money problems. If you need bigger help, go to vestry.com, set up an appointment with one of our advisors. They'd be glad to help you. No cost no obligation no high pressure sales pitch i'm done tom's over there and we're glad you're there we're talking real money